Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and welcome to another Saturday evening live show and we have got part two with our brothers from EF Dawah, brother Abbas and brother Jordan and we have Robert of Loxley, otherwise known as <laughs> Green. Yeah. And this is a piece of cake. Assalamu alaikum everyone. Abdurrahim, we were yes, going to talk today concerning, with our brothers, concerning the dawah. And you and I have gone into that a lot from the past. But I want to continue yeah. this discussion yeah. with um, our brothers Abbas and Jordan, who are on a trajectory that is yeah. um, the same as ours, but maybe um, in timeline, time-wise, a few steps back. But they're also a few steps forward with regards to their online presence. So. We're going to talk about that and and yeah. how we believe how we all feel the dawah should look in the future compared to where it is now and where it was in the past so what what you you are you are the guru and you look like the actual guru if not a wizard in this instance so do you want to open up on that because um you 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 are one that uh, could drop a lot of gems for us to lead into this discussion i think that i think one of the things that i always recommend um I, like, like the advice that I would give to people, um, especially Jordan uh, at this particular stage, is take some time out to learn Arabic, really. That is the one thing that I have struggled to do, and I've been trying to learn Arabic for, well, since I've been Muslim. And I think not a single year has passed except that I do some course, I do something um and i you know like that i remember i came across a really profound saying of a scholar and i don't remember um it might have been imam annawi um and i think it was in some book that he wrote on the manners of seeking knowledge or i, I don't remember exactly what the book was and who said it um but he said seek knowledge before you become like a leader or an emir or a you know, before you have a position of responsibility. <laughs> because once you've got that position of responsibility, seeking knowledge um, becomes, I would say, almost impossible, right? Um, because the responsibilities of leadership, and even I would say, even, the, even leadership when it comes to your family, the moment you start getting um, like a sizable family, that is a, that is a position of leadership actually even to sisters this is a, an advice i would give is make really good use of this time that you have right if you're not married like a lot of people oh, i want to get married i want to get married well instead of complaining about it make really really good use of this time because like the prophet said you know um make use of your free time before you get busy so uh, jordan especially bro i would really recommend i don't mean you need to stop everything right but the, the reality is you will know now yourself, you, I'm sure you could tell me how difficult it is now that once you guys, right, have, you know, managed to establish yourself as a platform that is very popular, I have some idea of the level of hard work and dedication and effort that goes in just to maintaining it and keeping it up. How are you going to find time? to put aside, to seek knowledge and learn. And the thing is, this responsibility of dawah is really, really big. And, you know, alhamdulillah, like I used to say, I, you know, 
to be honest, we, this stuff we can probably get away with until we die because there's so many people who we can just tell basic stuff to, right? The, the truth is, but um, I think that I realized years ago that the quality, the level of polemics. So what I mean is, you know, you, the Christians, like you have Christians now, right? Like you have Christian missionaries, they're learning Arabic, they're speaking Arabic, right? And it's going to get to a stage, guys, where, you know, we're going to look like real chumps, right? As um, here we are giving dawah, but we can't even, you know, we, it actually happened to me, to be honest. I went on a Christian radio station. I mean, to be fair, the guy on the other side was an Arab Christian. So, he, you know, he was Arab and he was born, you know, into that. But he was quoting Quran and this and that. And I was just like, I was lost. <laughs> I didn't know what to say. So, I mean, I think these are the things, guys. That's, I guess that's my advice, you know. Can um, I add to like that? You don't, you don't, it's not like you need to become a scholar, but for the Tao work, it's really, really essential to build a really good foundation. Um, and you're only going to get busier. That's it. You're going to get busier and it's going to get harder. And the longer you leave it, leave it the harder it's going to get. I yeah. think if I, before I jump, um, let um, uh, Abbas and Jordan jump in on that, I second what Abdurahim's saying. And I, I will go um, to the stage further and say that that Arabic learning, the acquisition of Arabic, should yeah. be for you wanting to draw closer for us to draw closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I know Abdurrahim means that because he's talking yeah, about course, yeah. as well, but we're talking about from the point of worship. And I, I would say that is a um I would say that's a shortcoming of my 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 own as well in the sense that even living in a, a Arab country as I have done, yes I I've got broken Arabic and whatever, but that was done to survive in an Arabic um, environment. That time, de to dedicate that time, even living in our country, when you've got a big family, as Abdurrahim is saying, when you've got responsibilities in your professional career, in your dawah, that time that you need to carve out is in the early stages that Abdurrahim is saying, and that, and that consistency in de developing that. And yeah, I think for some of us um, old older heads, if you like, that was something some of us um, uh, fell short in, if I'm being um, honest in that respect there. Um, and also not to learn knowledge, as we know that saying, the acquisition of knowledge to, to compete with the scholars. Because unfortunately, mm -hmm. some of us who learned the Arabic then suddenly felt that we were at such a level that we started denigrating even scholars and students of knowledge. So be really clear on in your intention in that respect when um, acquiring knowledge and Arabic in that respect. So uh, over to you, Abbas. We'll start with you first and then come back to, to Jordan on, on what he thinks and what challenges he feels are there if he's not doing that already. What about you, Abbas? Well, I think, mashallah, uh, both of you have made actually very profound points. Um, I remember a few months back, uh, EF Dawa, we went to one of the AIRA training sessions uh, with Brother Hamza Zorsis, um, and, and he really emphasized the point that you need to constantly have introspection and think about what it is that you're doing the Dawa for because it's very, very easy to get sucked into the whole machinery of doing the dawah and alhamdulillah it's it is enjoyable it's it's it um it, it is pleasing and it's enjoyable to do but if you crave the drug of enjoyment rather than the pleasure of allah then you're doing it for the wrong reasons right and it's actually so easy to fall into that trap subhanallah and i i remember saying to myself as well that you know 
don't try and save others when you end up losing yourself. You know, the Prophet said, even when you do dua, ask for yourself first. Have concern for yourself. Um, and, and so your points are very, very profound. And I think it's very easy to just fall into that trap. And, and subhanAllah, I'm sure we'll get into it um, further in the discussion. But that was really, really transforming and it's changing. And so now people like myself, who just lay person, can have a huge platform. Whereas 20, 30 years ago, subhanAllah, you know, that would not have been possible. Uh, and so and so things are changing very, very rapidly. And it's important to, I think, ponder on those things. And maybe we'll, inshallah, talk about those things later. But the learning of Arabic, I think that was one of the things I think Hamza Zorsi said as well, which is that as a, a trainee da'i or a, inshallah, wannabe da'i, Make sure you take out some time during the day. And it's really surprising, subhanAllah. But I was just thinking today that, you know, what are you doing like for yourself in terms of your dhikr, in terms of your remembrance of Allah? What about your connection to Allah? Is your salah better? Is your dhikr better? Because if it isn't and you're still distracted, then you need to address that. What's going on, you know? And um, I think sometimes we get lost in, in, in the flow of things. Uh, and I think it is very, very important that, you know, you take a step back and you, you readdress your, your, your near, your intentions. Why am I doing this? Am I craving the pleasure? Am I craving the enjoyment of the brotherhood? Because that's enjoyable as well. It, it, it is really fun to talk to Jordan or to talk to Brother Imran or uh, Hamza or Ben or any of the other brothers in the group. It, it, it's a lot of fun, mashallah, you know. But uh, and I think that's what I, I would take away from it, definitely. But I think, yes, you do have to spend a bit of time. Um, uh, my Arabic is reading is, 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 I would say, poor. I wouldn't say it was very good at all. Um, and understanding Arabic, I think, is so important, really. I think one should at least make an effort. And I'm actually lecturing and telling myself first, even if it is a slow process, but you're moving in the direction in the right direction, it's better than just being completely stagnant and not, not moving at all, I think. Um, excellent points there, Abbas, as, as usual. Um, Jordan, um, what, what are your insights and perspectives on that? Yeah, I think, I think very good points. Um, I think, firstly, so, so I am actually learning Arabic. I, I do it once a week. Uh, I've been doing it on and off for about three months. Um, and I guess the, the reason why is, is because... Um, I mean, I guess the main reason I, I found it was the Quran. I would love to read the Quran in, in the language it was revealed in. I, I would imagine getting a deeper understanding. And also, I remember having brothers around me that are reading Arabic books that I think I've never been, have access to this material unless I learn. So, um, I think I think in terms of dawa, and I, and I often question whether you know should a guy like me, for example, have have my own channel with such limited knowledge. Um, and, and I guess the, the channel I have has been kind of, I, th I think I've kind of used it for my own benefit as well, in the sense that I don't really have uh, a Mus many Muslims li uh, live around, I don't have many Muslim friends other than the Iftawa guys. And I feel like I've sort of developed a platform where I come on and talk more about my experiences, maybe the odd Islamic reminder that I know. Um, I, I, would, I wouldn't call myself a day yet. I, I wouldn't, you know, when I go to Speaker's Corner, I, I don't put myself on the front line up against the, the, the knowledgeable um I wouldn't say enemies, but you know, you know the people on the other side. 
Uh, but, but, but yeah, it's a very good point. I'm, I'm constantly wondering, you know, and I think the thing is, I would advise somebody in my own position probably to not go to the park and possibly to not be on YouTube. Uh, so then it is strange that I'm sitting here on YouTube. Um, I, I think I've benefited from coming online with Abbas, coming online with some other brothers, because it's made me look into more knowledge um, for myself as well. Um, but, but I think that's definitely definitely something I always kind of toy around with. And, and I think like Abbas said, checking your intentions as well. I think if I ever switch on my computer, my intention is I want to be popular. I want I want people to, to go wow or anything like that. Then, then I know that'll be the day that I need to switch it off. Um, but I think, I think it's definitely something I'm working on is trying to, um, time management in terms of, we all, we all need to look after our own Dean first, don't we? First, first. Otherwise we're no good. And I'm well aware that unless I grow, unless I'm learning, I'm not really any good on the Dow I'm not really value, valuable. No, exactly like Jordan. I think, no, it's clear that you have a, a role to play. And I think that that transparency and integrity that's coming through is why you've got so many engaging with you and you're finding, finding you can engage with them. And before moving on, I'm going to say salam, salam and walaikum salam to everyone who's come on board to see the Three Musketeers and D'Artagnan. I'll be D'Artagnan in that instance. Um, so, because there's four. But um, welcome to all of you again. Uh, it's really good seeing you. And as you know, we'd like you to be actively engaged in the shows. But the next thing I want to move on to, I think, Abbas, you mentioned something. And I want to go down this particular road as we're talking, we're, we're speaking now. And Abdurrahim, um, this is this is something that we encountered early on. I think me more than others. When the dawah now becomes routine, that's one thing, and you're exhausted by it. And then the more challenging aspect of when you start getting negative press, press as it were, detractors, um, those who will malign you now. Obviously, before um, social media, it was more, it was quite risky for some of us in the sense that when we were giving dawah, it would be that will people just show up? And that used to happen with some of us. Will people show up? We showed up, but not with the thing of violence, but with the intent to basically counter some of the narratives of HT and, and um, organizations like this. But now with social media, okay, the detractors are can be many or they or they're louder than they were before because you have keyboard warriors and keyboard warriors i would say who hide behind anonymity so what about now speaking to abbas's point if you haven't encountered it have you prepared for that keeping in mind the mbr and how they were maligned and everything when the dawah is no longer uh, as fun because of the detractors and the the vociferous nature of the voices that are against the dawah that we're giving or us as personalities on social media and abdurrahim yeah. very popular dai but i'd like to ask you how you deal with that well that's the test isn't it bro that i mean that's you know go to going back to what jordan was saying who by the way abdurrahim sorry to say bro he's the d'artagnan because d'artagnan is the young handsome one Oh, so fair I enough. Fair enough. The other three of us definitely have to be the three of us. <laughs> the old hand. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, back to this very, very serious and important question you asked. That is really the test, isn't it? Like, so it's what Jordan was saying about sincerity and keep on checking. And, and well, that's it. You know, like, um, if people are hating on you, um, 
and and then you know you're just ready to give up because it's not all rosy anymore and it's just all not nice stuff that that's a real indication that you maybe you weren't really doing it for Allah in the first place right if you're doing it for Allah in the first place then it's irrelevant to you whether people are liking you or hating on you you got you're going to say what you're going to say because it's the truth um and, I, and just something to you know as to to say both i guess to jordan and abbas um that um is that you know like it doesn't matter you don't need to have a lot of knowledge to give down I, I don't think that's essential you really don't as long as you just stick to your lane that's the main thing right as long as you stick to your lane you only talk about the stuff that you know about and um you know one of the things i'd like to really caution everybody who's listening and i've seen this happen seen this happen too many times and i don't know it's a really weird thing right i've seen many brothers even good organizations who were really really mashallah involved in dawah and doing really really good dawah work really good work i mean they were bringing people to islam in numbers and i think that when shaitan sees that he that's that he's going to target people like that and organizations like that so what does he get them to do how does he target them right i'll tell you how he targets them i think he starts getting them down that line of going to extremes and i don't necessarily mean here becoming a sort of jihadi takfiri terrorist type of thing but you know a lot of them go down this line of getting involved in refutations of refuting other muslims of refuting everybody we've seen it with i'm gonna ne- i'm sorry i have to name some names yeah salafi publications yeah mm-hmm. mashallah amazing brothers doing amazing things but unfortunately um you know they i think shaitan has tricked them right i'm not saying everything they're saying is bad and everything they're saying is wrong no they still produce some you know important stuff troid was another organization in canada right those guys honestly they were subhanallah the numbers of people who were becoming muslim through them was really really significant and then just they got involved in this whole thing this whole refutation culture right and you know before you know it unfortunately you know the people who end up going down this line how used to joke i'm probably said it to you abdul haq you know one day these guys will be looking in the mirror and pointing at himself saying you're not salafi you know <laughs> pointing at himself and literally i think this is how far it got in one instance yeah it was almost that bad right um so i'm not saying you guys you know um cuz me and abdul haq have talked a lot about salafia in the old days and whatever but i'm just saying to everybody don't get diverted you know don't get distracted stick to the straight path you know stick to especially this thing of calling people to islam calling the new muslims um calling the people who are not yet muslim to islam and you know stick to your lane stick to that thing that that's fine you know i mean sometimes that's the danger sometimes the danger when you learn a bit of arabic and you learn a bit of knowledge and you start opening a few books suddenly you think you know it all you know and sometimes maybe it's maybe it's a blessing that you got kept away from uh, from some of that stuff because you know alhamdulillah you just you know you know like i said alhamdulillah the dawah is essentially very simple and and that's fine guys you know like you don't like i said again you don't need to be a scholar 
it's not about being a scholar, really. That's not what I'm saying. You know, it's um, yeah, that's it. So, alhamdulillah. Just let's all be that. Very important, Abdurrahim. I think yeah. say. So, Abbas, coming back to you since that spark came from yourself, when um, things become a bit more challenging, when they become, you see they're detractors, and you can't always just. A lot of us would just say, "Are oh, they just haters?" And they are. Many of them are in that particular instance are just haters. But what about when there is something that strikes a chord that we need to look at within ourselves? So how would, how, and obviously um, it's something we're all going to have to face or some of us have faced a certain degree. So how would you address that, that um, perspective that I've highlighted, Abbas? Well, I think firstly, I think realizing even when you start there that you are gonna make some mistakes. I mean, we're human beings, we're going to slip up sometimes. Um, and I totally agree with uh, Abdurrahim Green, you know, know your know your lane, know what you're good at and what, what knowledge you have. And and if you don't know, say, look, I and in fact, I've had that at Speaker's Corner. People have come up to me and said to me, you know, what about this hadith? And I've said, actually, well, I don't know about that hadith. And said, oh, but you're a Muslim and you're doing dawah here. You should know. I said, well, there are tens of thousands of hadith and I am not a scholar in Islam. I don't profess to be a scholar. Uh, but I know a brother who is. <laughs> so, you know, you reach out to somebody else. So I think that is that is definitely very sensible advice yeah. because the last thing you want to do is deny some hadith or say it's daif when in fact it's not because then, you're, then you yourself are in deep sort of problems there. Um, but when it comes to people sort of criticizing you, obviously there is positive criticism where people uh, will say, oh, brother, you know, you said this, but actually I think you're wrong because it's like that. Um, I think that's very commendable and it's understandable. Um, and then you obviously get a lot of people, like other Green said, you know, they just literally, uh, and you said as well, of course, uh, Dr. Baker, that people will just be vile for the sake of being vile. So they'll deliberately misinterpret what you're saying and give it the most extreme interpretation, uh, uh, you know, almost aligning you with ISIS or aligning you with... Uh, you know, uh, horrible people out there holding horrible things. Um, and I, I would be lying if I said that it didn't sometimes upset you. But ultimately, Abdurrahim Green made a very, very important point, which was that don't forget that the Sahaba went through much worse. Right. And in fact, one of the Sahaba whose owner, because he was a slave, his owner used to burn him on his back with hot iron, red hot iron, and his screams would be heard. And eventually, after so many days, months of, of these trials, he goes up to the Prophet and he says, when will the relief come to us? When will Allah's help come to us? And the Prophet reminded him of people before that went even through much worse than what you've gone through. Yep. Subhanallah. Mm. So really, what we have to put up with is, is, is just... <laughs> I mean, it's literally just very, very minuscule compared to what the Sahaba had to get through and go through. So we today could inherit this deen, to, to have this deen reach us. Um, and so I think it's about getting things into perspective and realizing that these are small things. And when somebody hurts you because they say something to you, you know, Allah, inshallah, is the one. Allah rewards. Allah forgives. And every discomfort, every uh, trial and tribulation and hurdle that you'll have to cross to do the dawah, 
Uh, Alhamdulillah, if Allah inshallah accepts the deeds from us and may Allah accept them, then there's great reward for those things. So I think I think the, the key the key is don't take your eye off the ball. And and that sort of really deals with a lot of the issues that Abdul Rahim Green just mentioned about the brothers are now involved in this uh this sort of infighting. That's what I would really actually say. And I find it very disheartening because if history has taught us anything, it's that the Muslims were strongest when they were united. Right. And when they were disunited, everything collapsed, everything fell to pieces. And we mustn't repeat that. When a brother makes a mistake, discreetly approach the brother. Don't make it public. Don't humiliate somebody. You know, mashallah, we've got scholars today like Sheikh Yasser Qadi. He's not perfect. Sometimes he might make an error. Sometimes something might, some things might come out a little bit clunky. He's a human being. You know, deal with the sheikh offline. Discuss it with the sheikh and do it that way. But to undermine scholarship is not only problematic, but it undermines the whole of the religion when you do that. Because now you've got uh, the haters using these things against Yasir Qadi, using these things against the other sheikhs, uh, against um, um, the brother from Canada, uh, the debater, Christian debater, sorry, his name slipped me, um, slipped my mind. But they're, they're using these uh, people now. Say, oh, look, your own Muslims are saying that these sheikhs are saying this, that, and the other. And they're trying to destroy Islam in that way. And, and subhanAllah, we, we, sh we shouldn't give them ammunition to do that, quite frankly. Jazakallah khair, Abbas. Again, some very poignant points that I've highlighted. Jordan, how, how do you view this particular challenge? Yeah, I, th I think, I, I feel that being a revert into Islam, and, and you brothers may have the same thing, I'm very conscious of how we make Islam look to the non-Muslim. So, you know, when we see online, you know, aggressive Shia, Shia Sunni debates or, or, or Muslims exposing each other, or you see a lot of, I'm always conscious that we're, we're just making ourselves look uh, look bad. And it's, at, it's reversed hour almost. It may push some people away. And I often sometimes look online, I think, I'm glad I didn't see this before I converted to Islam. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, and so, so I'm very, very conscious of that. I feel like um, the in terms of in terms of dawah itself, you, the behaviour and the way you carry yourself can often be more important than what you're saying. Um, and I've always sort of had, I had that advice given to me, and and so, so I try to at all times at least try and um, always have respect, always show character, always have manners. Um, and and I, and I do think that's quite an important part of Dao that I've seen even knowledgeable Muslims perhaps not not have so much. Uh, so it's definitely definitely when I'm looking online. Um, so so yeah, I, I think that um, I, I think you've all made good points on this topic. And I think to be honest, it's a topic that um, that I probably feel fairly strongly about. And and it's, it's a very hard one to. I think one of the good things we've done here maybe is is try and all collaborate and show unity between the channels as opposed to, you know, all being separate ones. And I think maybe this is a sign of it as well. Jazakallah here for that. Again, I think very, very um, worthwhile input there. I think when looking at the dawah and rising in popularity, uh, as Abdurrahim mentioned, if you lose sight of why you're giving the dawah, okay, which primarily is to worship Allah, then you start going on that slippery slope. When you then feel you need to defend your honor online, 
because someone has maligned you or said something. That's another form of distraction. And as Abdurrahim started off by saying, that it's one of the, the traps of Iblis in that particular instance. But when you're focused on just delivering the message and you're, you're making sure that the message that you're delivering is um, sound, that it's on a premise of knowledge, even if you've referred to a scholar or you've learned in that, that particular instance from a student of knowledge, sticking with that and having the sincerity, because that sincerity will shine through. And a key point, brothers, Abdurrahim knows this as well, and, and, and I think he would have seen that from me, being prepared to say you're wrong or be corrected. Okay, because now we're in an era where no one wants to be seen to be wrong. I, I can say, I've, I remember giving some kutbas on, on uh, sermons on the, the minbar in Brixton, and I was corrected afterwards. I said, you know that narration you put there, that was actually um, incorrect. And I was okay with that. And I, I couldn't jump straight back up and um, apologise. But the following week, I'd be up there and I would start with that. And I'm not blowing my own trumpet, but it's so, so important that if you don't address when you're being corrected or you've made a mistake, then that opens a door for pride to come in. Mm. And we're seeing that destructive tendency being disguised using the deen, using the religion. And we saw from the previous faiths, Allah says this concerning in Surah Baqarah, we see what happens with the Jews when speaking about the Jews, hiding parts of the, the, the Torah, put, hiding it and frying it behind their back and then saying this is from Allah. And we've got to be careful that we don't follow in those footsteps in the way that we're doing that. And unfortunately, social media allows for that to happen. Some of us even pull down what we said very quickly to deny that it's actually taken place. But it's been witnessed by the Malaika, it's been witnessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then it can fall into the point of we're hiding that, or we're being arrogant about it, that we fall into sin. And that taints the dawah. Not the message, the message is pure from, from, from the deen, but it taints us in the way that we're trying to convey this. So I think Abdul Rahim, he highlighted a very important point where refutation culture came in, where distractions came in, and it became the norm. But the next step I would say is this, Abdurrahim. Yeah. With regards to the dawah moving forward, are there any changes that you feel we need to do looking at the social media era that we're in at the moment? Anything that needs to be tempered? Anything that needs to be done that we're not yeah. doing? <laughs> you know, mm. it's uh, subhanAllah, bro. I think there's some uh, sort of um, psychic connection going on here because literally... <laughs> I, I'm telling you, bro. As 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 the conversation is going on, I'm, I'm thinking in my head, okay, this this issue that I want to raise, and you ask me this question, and it's like, wow. But yeah, no, there is there is a very important thing that I wanted to mention, um, and and this is sort of connected to what we've already been saying, and it sort of takes me back to the question you asked about, you know, when the haters, like there are people who are not haters at all, right? There are some people, they're just genuine, you know, they're actually genuine brothers and sisters, right? Mm. But they've got no manners. They just don't, like, okay, so, I mean, I've given, if, on my Instagram, you know, on my Instagram page, right, you know those little, um, you know on Instagram, you, you can have those stories that you tag on your, I don't know, like, you know, those things. They're not stories, but they're little. So I have these series of little videos tagged on my top, sort of my headline. Um, and it was a whole series I did about giving advice, and it was basically prompted by the fact that a lot of people feel it was absolutely fine 
to say pretty outrageous stuff to me in the comments section, right? Um, and like thousands of people are reading those comments, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, there is some basic manners, the basic Islamic etiquettes. If you want to advise your brother, you do it quietly. You can direct message me. You don't need to say something, right, that you disagree with, right? And half the time, they're not even right. Half the time, they're not even right. It's not even the correct Islamic opinion or they're following some thing that's part of their culture, right? And they put it out there like, oh, how can you do this? How can you say that? How can you show this picture? How can you do this and that? It's like, there is a lot of this stuff. And, and unfortunately, um, the internet allows this type of, you know, outrageous behavior to go unchecked. And it's very, very damaging because what, what everyone has to realize is that, look, if I say to, if I'm just sitting with a bus, you know, if the four of us are sitting together right now, having a cup of tea, yeah, and I say, oh, Abbas, you know, you're, you know, you're, I, you're, the color of your spectacles, it's haram. I don't know, whatever, right? Yeah, I'm just saying whatever I can think of, yeah. Oh, Jordan, yeah. Um, you know, you shouldn't cut your hair like that. I, I'm saying that because there's nothing wrong with your hair, right? I'm just thinking of something there. <laughs> something there. Worry. Not, by the way, there's nothing wrong with Jordan's hair. I'm going to have messages yeah. tomorrow on my channel. That's bro. Like, what's that skin color you got there, bro? Like, bro, bro, I couldn't resist some golden brown. Golden brown. <laughs> some, some horrific, terrible joke like that. No, but bro, Abdul Haq, bro, you're just beautiful. What can I say? There's nothing wrong with you, man. You're shining out of your yeah, face. Bro. Yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying? If it's just the four of us saying that, okay, like, it's just four of us, okay? We, you know, if you go, if one of us goes away upset, that's just, that's it. Maybe you tell your wife or something, yeah? Okay, but you go online and you say something and literally thousands of people can read it and they can just cut and paste it. And before you know it, it's literally gone around the planet. And you could be responsible for slandering, backbiting, tail cowering, and all of that is going to be on your scale, your negative scale on the Day of Judgment, right? Because of one crass, unthinking comment that you said, right? Never is it more important to apply what the Prophet said, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, than when you're online. Speak good or keep quiet. If you don't have something good to say, don't say it. If you want to advise a public figure, whoever it may be, right? Whoever it may be. Even if you want to advise someone, do it privately. Do it privately. Direct message a person privately. Okay? And like, yeah, like you said, Abdul Haq, you know, you just, you just have to take it with a pinch of salt. But at the end of the day, it's not a personal thing. It's like, yeah, you can abuse me, you can accuse me. Okay, fine, whatever, right? It's It should be for us guys, you know, we have to learn. It's going to be a little bit like water off a duck's back. But that's not the point. The point is the bad manners, the lack of etiquette, the lack of right of behavior. And then unfortunately, like I said, if you add to that the fact that the thing the person's saying may not even be Islamically correct anyway. 
And that just gets crazy on top of crazy when someone thinks they're advising and they're not even giving the correct advice or they're not even aware of alternative opinions on certain issues, right? And they're saying, oh, brother, the funniest one. I just, sorry, guys, I'm talking too long. I'm going to finish after this. But the funny, you've made every single one of you here may actually have experienced that. Have you ever been accused of uh, drinking water with your left hand? Or yeah. eating with your yeah. left hand eating, online. Eating, eating, because yeah. the, the person who's advising you so piously and wisely with such great wisdom doesn't even have enough knowledge and tech savvy to know <laughs> that cameras reverse. <laughs> they reverse everything. And like and I've seen it, and people are saying, brother, the camera reverses it. It's not his left hand. No, 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 it's haram. He's look, he's drinking with his left hand. And it's like, no. That's the camera reverses it. This is, bro, this is, this is, guys, the level of jail out there, right? Um, so, yeah, that's it. And, and, and Abraham, I think, Abbas, before I come, that's, that's so important. Yeah, it's happened. It's happened to you, isn't it, Jordan? Definitely, yeah. <laughs> definitely yes. <laughs> I think, uh, I think yeah. also, what, what we find is this, and I think that there's an element of jealousy that's being disguised in those comments, those the yeah, vitriol. Because what you'll see as well, and I've seen it, and I, you brothers can tell me if it's happened with yourselves. If the brother or the sister, and I'll focus on the sister to this extent, there's a sister giving dawah. Allahumma bayt, mashallah tabarakallah. Very attractive sister. Allah's blessed her in that way. No makeup or anything like that. Not wearing niqab, but giving dawah. The vitriol that comes and the misogyny that comes is, is really shocking the fellow muslims cultural um individuals as well can speak in that way as you said abdul rahim there are tens of thousands watching this a lot of them non-muslims jordan you've mentioned a very important point the same with me if i'd seen some of the things that i saw in islam uh, not in islam amongst muslims before i embraced islam the question mm -hmm. would be okay allah it's allah's decree but would we have embraced when we embraced would we have had to overcome put more hurdles before we actually embrace the Dean. And I hope this goes out. And I think that we have a duty now as well. The, the question I asked as well, which um, Abbas, I'm going to ask you to uh, uh, elaborate upon more if you can, is that let's see if we can flip the switch if we will, turn it on its head, that we've got to start really directing this message to those who are doing it, not get distracted, but by reminding them of the damage they are doing not only in the discussions that are taking place, but like Abdul Rahim said, to what they're doing for their akhirah. We need to really take it by the mantle and, and start maybe introductory addresses, you know, um, like flash photography, um, beware, or something about be careful of what you are going to be saying, whether you agree or disagree, mm. and the damage it can do to your soul, as well as to others who are, are watching. Abbas, can you, you speak to that, if you don't mind? Well, one of the very um, poignant uh, hadith of the Prophet wasallam is that he asks the Sahaba, um, who is bankrupt? And they say to him, wasallam, the person with no dinar, with the person with no money, basically, this person is bankrupt. And the Prophet wasallam, said, no, it will be the man on the day of judgment who has wronged the people. And they will come one by one and they will take from his amal, from his good deeds as compensation 
for the wrongs that this person had done to those people. Until this person has no good deeds left. And then they will burden him with their sins. Until he's basically full of the, of the people's sins. So it's a very poignant reminder to us that if you do say something online or you spread a lie or as uh, Brother Abraham said, you know, you slander somebody or you do backbiting. As many people as those lies or, the, or that, uh, you know, that ill comment spreads to, your sin will be multiplied accordingly. Subhanallah. Right. Yeah. And so we need to be conscious of these things, really. And, and dawah, first of all, I would say, actually, dawah is to save your own soul. Because if we look at Surah uh, Al-Asr, the 103rd Surah of the Qur'an, you know, Allah swears by time, Allah says that the human being is in loss except those who believe and do good works and encourage truth and recommend patience, sabr. In other words, if we don't encourage people to truth, we are at loss. So this is the formula that Allah has given us. So it's incumbent upon all of us to do this within our capacity. So if you're not able to speak, then inshallah you support the, the da'i somehow. Uh, you know, you maybe just like their videos, you spread their videos, you spread their knowledge. Um, you know, you help, if you can help financially, then you help the brothers and sisters in organizations like Aira, mashallah. You know, they do amazing work all over the world. And if you go to their website, you see what they do. Alhamdulillah, it's, a, it's an extraordinary amount of uh, work. Allah has blessed them uh, with that hidayah, with that guidance to be able to do that. So support those organizations. Do your best that you can. And this will become part of your dawah. And the thing is that do not become a fitna for the people. The Prophet ﷺ said that I fear the time when my ummah will become a fitna for the people, a trial for the people. Let, let us not be within that formula of causing a trial for the people, becoming a fitna for the people. You know, let, let us be the spreaders of truth, inshallah. Let us be the, the spreaders of, of, of Islam in a way that people come to Islam, come to peace. Um, not contributing to the hate, not contributing to division, not contributing to spreading lies or spreading rumors about people, subhanAllah. You know. Jazakallah khair for that, Abbas. Um, Jordan, do you want to add um, to that that thread that we've just highlighted? Yeah, I think originally we were sort of talking about social media, aren't we? And and, and yes, uh, and, and it's funny. I have experienced the the Haram police coming at me quite a few times. Um, mm. but yeah, it is. Um, I I think we've spoken about obviously um, maybe people showing things online. I, I feel like as viewers we have a responsibility as well. So I feel that I mean, if you were to go on to a stream where there were a Christian and a Muslim arguing. You'd, you'd find a couple hundred thousand views. If, you know, I went on the other day to Bilal Phillips' um, channel, which I love, and, I, and I, I see very low views for fantastic Islamic reminders. Mm. Uh, now, I, I know we need we need the interfaith debates. We need we perhaps even need some ex exposing to it an extent. But I feel like the ratios at the moment we got it a bit mixed up. It feels like we all want to see the drama. We all want to see you know even the speakers' corner stuff, uh, and the Islamic reminders uh, are, are almost few and far between. Um, it's one of the reasons why I found your channel fascinating because I thought this is what people need to see. You know, your guy, the piece of cake stuff that you guys do each week. I think that's the stuff people that that should have a couple hundred thousand views, whereas you know the other stuff. So, so I feel like 
it's not just people also putting out. I feel like even as viewers, and I'm guilty of it as well, you know, we all can sometimes get, you know, the problem with social media is that you click on something and then it knows you like that and it comes, it throws something else at you and you yeah. click on that and you end up clicking on nonsense uh, and you spend a couple of hours not learning a thing. I think we just need to be conscious that we should be looking and spreading the good stuff so that it gets out there into the cyber world. Jazakallah, Jordan. And I think that everything that you've all said speaks to a main issue. Um, uh, one uh, uh, viewer asked a good question, why do dawah? And, and I always go back to the, the, the ayat that um, Abdurrahim, we were, we were groomed on using grooming in a nice way, to put it the correct way, not, not now. <laughs> I, quit. I have to add that very quickly. Abraham asked, why do dawah? And it's the ayat in uh, Surah Al-Araf, I think it's uh, 164, I believe it is, um, what the people asked those who were calling, um, why do you call to a people who are about to be destroyed? And they said that perhaps that they may fear, fear Allah and to be free from guilt before our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this moves me on to the, the, the next point that I want to discuss with, with all of you, um, in that the dawah that we're giving, as you've heard, today we're seeing a lot of condemnation, brimstone, fire, harshness, scaring the people um, in that instance. And there's a degree of, of warning that is there. That's, that's there. The Prophet was ordered to warn the, the people. But what about giving the dawah about the glad tidings? Now, I'm not saying that happy, clappy, evangelical Christian jumping up and down and being all fluffy with cotton wool and all that sort of stuff and running through the fields. We like to teach the world to sing. You know, the hippie days. Up there. We're not talking. We're not, I'm not so saying why you. Are you it, bro? Is that what you should do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not saying that. To the next subject, please. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying I is I still that... do, bro. I still do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> what about me. the glad yeah. tidings? The glad tidings talking about how often do we hear about the descriptions good descriptions of paradise how often do we hear about the facility the felicity that one can attain with and hello there jk um that we can attain when we find that sakina in um our worship where is that dawa to that felicity to that sakina to to the to the 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 nicer things why we are muslims why we have come to the deen, why we want to get to Jannah. And, and as I've said um, in a few corporates before, I want to see he who has created me. I want to see him through who I'm going through this life for. I want to see him, which is the inevitable um, outcome that we're going to be coming through. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing, straight up, plain and simple. Why are we not focusing, or are we, on this element of the dawah to redress the imbalance, as it were. Abraham. Address the balance, bro. How? Well, I'm not sure, bro. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's honesty, man. That's transparency, <laughs> <laughs> I have a totally blank, a totally blank, which is rare for me, a blank yeah. mind, a blank mind moment where I was just like lost. In my and I was thinking of, I was thinking of the Star Wars, you know, like finding balance, finding balance in the world. 
dress the part. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, it is. You know, like you know, Dow. A lot of the time, you know, uh, I, I think you know when people ask, sometimes it's like, how long is a piece of string? Like, it really depends on who you're talking to, who's your crowd, what's the group of people, right? Everyone needs something different, you know. So um, there is always a balance between, you know, you have to give the good news, you have to give the glad tidings. But to be honest, like, I think most, mm, I don't know, bro, a lot of the time I feel the balance is in the other way. It's like often we don't tell people enough about hell and the punishment. Um, okay. I, I, to be honest, yeah, I think sometimes that's really missing because um, whatever it is, I think, you know, reminding people of the Akhirah is very, very important because the disease that most people have today, the biggest disease that most people have is they are addicted to the dunya. That's what it is. Mm. Worse than drug addiction, worse than alcohol abuse, right? People are addicted to the dunya and it's worse because, you know, when you wake up from being drunk, you have a headache. You know, when you're taking drugs, you feel it. But when you're addicted to the dunya, you just don't wake up. But the cure for this addiction is to re be reminded of the akhirah. And that's why that the whole subject of death and what's going to happen after death is very, very uncomfortable. But that's what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, as Aisha mentioned, that's, that's how the Dawah started. This is what Aisha mentioned, that the first verses, you know, were those verses concerning judgment and paradise and hellfire. These, if the Prophet had started by saying, oh, don't drink alcohol, the people would have said, we'll never stop drinking alcohol. He said, if, it, if the yeah. Prophet had started saying, don't make zina, the people would have said, we'll never stop making zina, right? So, um, yeah, you have to find a balance because, yeah, but I think again, like, yeah, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends on your crowd. It depends on the individual. And that's why being a die, a good die is a little bit be like being a doctor. A good doctor, you know, not like doctors these days where you get a, you know, you get prescription over the phone, right? I mean, the old traditional way when you sit down with someone and, you know, they give you that, what they call it, palliative care, yeah. you know? That's what a good die should be like. You know, you should be able to get to the psychology of a person and see, you know, what is it that this person needs in order to help them, right? That's so, okay. yeah, I think that's where you find the balance. It just depends on, you know, the individual, even the society, the group of people you're talking to. Allahu alim. I'd, be, I'd be really interested to hear from all of you guys what you think. I think I think what you said there before moving on to Abbas yeah. is very important, um, and and that's this is the key um, denominator. Starting with what the Prophet started with, the ayats of the Quran that came down, the surahs that were revealed. What were they first and foremost? So that's a key point I think for all of us as a reminder. Jazakallah khair for that, um, Abdul Rahim Abbas. Please, um, I'd love to hear what you, your insight is on this. I mean, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I do feel that the, and, and again, I take this from Brother Hamza's sources when we went for the uh, for the court, and it, it sort of alludes to what um, um, Brother Green just said, which is that we, we've lost the empathy for people. We, we've lost empathy and the connection for people that we are doing dawah because we 
love humanity as the Prophet ﷺ instructed us that a true believer, a believer is not a believer unless he loves for his brother what he loved for himself. And so we love Jannah, we love paradise, we love salvation, inshallah. We should have that love and that concern for our non-Muslim brothers and sisters out there. And, and that's the angle, uh, that's the foundation that we build our dawah on. Uh, and the best of examples, obviously for us, is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa How did he talk to people, the etiquette, the manners, the, the decorum, the love, the concern? And as Abdurrahim Green just touched on, you know, he knew how to speak uh, to the different people. You know, often Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu or one of the Sahaba used to tell him this delegation is from such and such place and these mm. people are prone to this thing or that thing. And they uh, and, and the Prophet would, would, would obviously do his dawah that would be very, very suitable uh, to those type of people. The Bedouins might be spoken to differently. The educated, the poets, the, the, the writers, the authors, they might be spoken to differently. And so we, we need to learn that tactic. Well, I, I totally agree. But we mustn't lose that foundational uh, belief and principle that the best way is the way that the Prophet ﷺ did the da'wah. And we should try to emulate that, try to copy that. Uh, because in that is khair, in that is, is going to be, uh, even if, if nobody accepts your message and, and nobody comes to Islam as a consequence of, of your works, and of course, the hidayah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you've done what you've done according to the sunnah. Inshallah, Allah will reward you greatly for that. That's but right, if absolutely. But if you convert a thousand people and you do it with uh, with bad intentions or you do it in the wrong way, then there may be no reward or just very little reward. So we need to be, I think, conscious of that, inshallah, of, 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 of realigning ourselves with the sunnah, learning about how the Prophet... Did these things, that the, the dawah in particular, and then trying to emulate that because that's the best of ways. And I think to add to that, and um, before moving on to, to Brother Jordan, and we have not just the, the, the perfect example of the Prophet, Allah has given us examples of the other Anbiya of mm. Noor with the 950 years, with, with Musa, with Harun, and with all of the Anbiya that I've mentioned in the Quran and, and, and Ayyub and the test that came with Ayyub So we have we have the complete package as it were, you know, we don't need to look left or right. And if we're not moving or navigating amongst that sea of benefit and barakah, then we've got to ask ourselves, are we calling to Allah or are we calling to ourselves? Because we are in a time when many are calling to themselves followings are and and um egos are being are fed and satiated in that respect there so th the call of the mbr is so 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 important we cannot emphasize that enough brother jordan mm. over to you can you remind me the original question i've listened to beautiful points and i don't i don't think what was the original question now the original was, question was it was it was around do we need to redress the balance in how we're calling because there's been a lot of focus around hell, hellfire brimstone negative yeah. aspect and i'm not saying hellfire brimstone is negative aspects but i'm putting beside yeah. that there's a negative sort of cloud that up people that the viewers are thriving on 
And as you mentioned yourself, mm -hmm. that it's, 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 I use this phrase, it's more of the edutainment. It's to, um, uh, as we saw in Gladiator, those of us who watched it, are you not entertained? Okay, it's, it's, it's that kind of um, mentality that's there. And many are feeding that. So what about the things that are not so um, juicy, as it were, um, sensationalist, like about Jannah, about Allah's Tawheed and who Allah is and worshipping Allah and, and when knowing Tawheed, learning his Asma wa Sifat um, and, and worshipping him in Uluhiyah, uh, Ubudiyah, the fruits of that. Is that too boring? Is that yeah. shouldn't we be redressing the balance in that way? That that was the generality of the question. Good point. Good point. And my, I mean, to be honest, my first—I'll never forget my niece saying to me. So my five-year-old niece in Nando's, um, many years. Well, I guess it's probably four years ago now, uh, saying to me, "Uncle Jordan, you're a Christian. I don't want you to go to the hellfire." And I remember my mind thinking, "What? What's she talking about?" Uh, so, so I do remember that kind of effect, even coming from a little five-year-old. I thought, "What's oh, she talking about? I'm not. I'm not burning anywhere. What do you mean?" Uh, and, and so that actually did actually make me start to look into it. I think in terms of um, Dawah itself, I, I guess I've seen, uh, in terms of bad Dawah, what I would consider bad Dawah, I've seen people preach a lot, you know, not even listen to the other person. They just preach and preach and preach. And they, they've got these sort of pre-made pre lines that they push through and they haven't even listened to the other person's concerns. And um, and I, I went on an IRA course recently and, and they were talking a lot about that. And and the other bad I've seen bad Dao is people giving their own rationale to things. You know, why do why do Muslims do this? Why? And they end up trying to answer everything. Um, and sometimes it's a case of just because Allah said that, 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 that that's the case. And yet we can often try and rationale also. I think what I learned most from that course was to just literally, whatever they ask me is to try and get onto Tawheed as quickly as possible. You know, do you believe in God? Explain the oneness of God. And and that, that was often the most, well, it, even in the dower I've given, uh, that that's the most effective way. It's just to skip all of the trying to rationale and and and, and it's, it's listening to them and then trying to get to tell you as quickly as possible. Uh, but that's from that's from my limited experience. You guys know a lot more than I do on that topic. Okay, I think as as we're drawing to a conclusion, I think on that point of Tawheed, the important thing is, and I think some of us fell into that um, when we were in the, the rudimentary stages of dower. We've, we need to make sure that when we're speaking about Tawheed, it's about how to actualize Tawheed, how, what that looks like, like in our lives, what that looks like from the elements of trust, fear, hope, joy, happiness, anxiety, how Tawheed that, that, that um, I remember I was reading something on someone explaining just on Allahu Akbar, that Allah is greater than everything, any trial that we're going through, any problem that we're facing, we just have to sing Allahu Akbar. Um, Allah is greater than all of that and has to be Allah with Nikmah Wakeen. Knowing this and knowing Tawheed, we need to share with those because many are in despair now, non-Muslims as well, you know, um, their limitations that are around them where they think that the freedom that they've had curtailed is the ultimate freedom. When we know the ultimate freedom is moving from Vulamat Ilanur to the Nur and the darkness is plural. Levels of darknesses, darkness, mm -hmm. to the singular light of the truth. And to, to, I'll end on this point here, and I want because I'm seeing a lot of um, really nice comments coming in. Um, mm -hmm. uh, some who've never salaamed Abdurrahim uh, Abbas. You've got those who are, uh, are thanking you and appreciative of the, the the religious insights that are there. Jordan yourself for the the, the pearls of young wisdom that are coming through. So I'm going to give it to each of you to speak to directly 
to the participants who you know, many of them have been following you for a while, just to conclude on, on speaking to them. So Abdurrahim, fire away. Some have wanted to say salam to you for years. And they have got the opportunity now. Well, I don't know what to say. Wa alaikum as salam. You know, you can, you, to be honest, you can always message me on Instagram, probably, uh, or Facebook. And I, I try and, you know, I try and get back to everybody who messages me. So uh, if you want to message me there, you can do that. Inshallah. Because I can't really see, we can't really see much here, guys, by the way. So uh, inshallah, if we don't meet in this dunya, we'll meet in Jannah, inshallah. 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 Brother Abbas. Uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to, to people that um, give positive comments, but I think the, the reality, of course, is, and we always need to remind ourselves of this, is that our respect and the love that people have for us is only because Allah hides our faults from the people. And if Allah was to disclose all of our faults to the people, subhanAllah, not one person would tune into the program today. SubhanAllah. And that's the reality. Yeah, I mean, that is, the, that is the reality, really, you know. So uh, may Allah always remind us of that, that it is completely from the sake of Allah, from the gift of Allah, the, the rahmah of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the very inspiration to do the da'wah, the very knowledge to be able to do the da'wah, the very body that able, is able to give the da'wah, the tongue that speaks the da'wah. Everything is from Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. So really, you know, what, what have we actually done, subhanAllah, you know? Jazakallah khair. You know, that's, that's the reality, you know. Brother Jordan. Yeah, so wa alaikum salam. Um, so yeah, I think, I mean, the positive energy and love and support you get in the Ummah is second to none, uh, you know, coming from a non-Muslim into, into the Ummah. Um, and the positivity that we get in these on these channels and stuff is um, it's always inspiring. Always, always leave here. It's a little bit of an alarm boost for me sometimes coming off. Uh, even though I kind of feel a bit of a rookie amongst lions on on, on especially on today's show, and, and I'm, I'm privileged to to, to be here. Uh, that's for sure. Um, I would say if you're not subscribed to Newcastle FM, I, I think there's quite a few people watching. You have to do it now. Just go and subscribe because I, I think you know you need to build that channel up and and hopefully you know build many more up like it. Uh, and start to you know watch the watch the good stuff as they say. I'd say that just like it, and you you've held your, you hold your own every time I've I've sat with you. <laughs> I, 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 I will I will concede that as Abdurrahim said, you're the younger and better looking one. So you are the D'Artagnan <laughs> of Young the three Musketeers <laughs> in that instance there. But no, to all of you, Jazakallah Um, I I feel we've we've been in the this this for a long time. But I feel energized meeting you, brothers, seeing what you're doing and, and knowing that the Dow is going on in the way that it's going on with the purity and with the, the sincerity that is oozing out from, from, from the brothers um, um, in this instance. And, and then there's the, the veteran there, Abdurrahim. We go back way, way back. We've got a lot of stories that we can share. But being with you, brothers, I think comprehensively, it's a collective iman boost and it gives hope. I think for me, certainly, for the direction of the dawah in the future, uh, looking at where we are now. So I want to say that's Abdurrahim Green, that's Abbas, and that's Jordan. And that's this has been, and this has been. Baker, sorry, before you do round things, just remind the people that we've got the show coming up in uh, 25 minutes with uh, oh, Sheikh. Of course, Khan. yes. And uh, inshallah, that'll be a great show as well, if, if Allah wills. So please do join us for that as well in 25 minutes on uh, Newcastle Fast FM, inshallah. 
And you see, we remind each other because we were supposed to do that at the beginning. But I was so we inactive with what you have been saying that I completely forgot. So Abu Alia, forgive me, but Abu Alia is on in 25 minutes' time. It's going to be another insightful show um, with wisdom and polls that are going to be dropped there, inshallah. And I look forward to seeing you all next week on the various platforms that are there. And um, all of you, take care. Until the next time, inshallah. This has been a piece of cake. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.